Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Loretta McNary Show. Welcome in to Loretta with Mary show. We're so excited that you are here with us today. And let me tell you, we're going to have a moment where, of course, you know it's Tuesday, so it must be Tuesdays with Loretta McNary presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach and all things spiritual. <laughs> and uh, we were talking prior to coming on and just said, Michael said that we're going to do open conversation. We're just going to talk about things we've already discussed because he felt like he's, he doesn't want to go into overwhelming mode <laughs> by presenting something new after we talked about so much the last three weeks about, um, I'll bring Michael on and he can kind of give you a recap and then we can go forward. But today is definitely a day you can call in with your questions, your concerns, your comments. Three four seven five three nine five seven seven two. Three four seven five three nine five seven seven two. Everybody, welcome, Mike Farmer. Hello, Loretta and Blog Talk Radio Land. It is definitely a blessing to be back on today. On Tuesdays, which is one of my favorite days, next to Sunday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, it, why it, it, is that? Why is Tuesday one of your favorite days? Because it's Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. As, All right. as, as old people like to call me, they don't call me Mike, they call me Michael. So, Michael. Tuesday <laughs> with Michael Farmer. That is funny. I think it's more Southern than old folk. It's just way people pronounce <laughs> words. It's funny. It's that Southern thing. <laughs> well, yeah, like, well, well I, I assume most of the old people I know are, are from the South, so. That's how I guess I guess yeah. how I connected to. But you know, life is good. Can't complain. Definitely. Everything is no. It's well in the kingdom as usual. Of course, you know, we still you know, got all the you know, the the debt lock in the uh in our government. Uh as they like to say the partial shutdown. <laughs> the partial shutdown. <laughs> and hoping they will come to a resolution. Very quickly here. As a matter of fact, I almost wanted to talk about that on today is conflict resolution. How do you resolve conflicts? But you know, I'm not. We're not going to do that today. As you said, I, I think over the past, not just past three weeks, but the past really six weeks. Wow, is um, this is what the middle of October? Yeah, six weeks. Not past six weeks. So is. We were talking about redeeming your health, and then we talked about no fear, and then we came with the new series. And I, matter of fact, I had an opportunity to teach it uh, at a Friday night Bible study at our church, and wow, it was. I'm 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 just going to be honest. It it was it was even a blessing to me, because a lot of things that were taught during that time, he was just opening up as I went into it, and it was so much revelation was coming out of that. 
get back to the basic theories, you know, righteousness, refining, and representation. And 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 I literally have been meditating on it all weekend, especially the representation part, you know, about how, you know, how are we really representing not just the kingdom, but how are we representing our father? You know, he is the king, <laughs> he's the king, well, Jesus is the king of that kingdom, but our father created it all. So that's what that's been my meditation, you know, the whole weekend, you know, just really, really thinking about that, and you know, just really trying to be cognizant of, you know, how am I, how am I representing the kingdom based on the information that we share? You know, am I that ambassador that uh, Paul was beseeching us to be on God's behalf? So I'm, I'm, I'm excited, you know, and I just want to reiterate something that I like to say all the time: that faith without works is dead. So. If if you want, you know, any any part of the word to become operative, and not just operative but fruitful in your life, then you have to put some action behind it. And and I guess we'll probably talk about that a little bit on today is, you know, how do I put feet or action to the thing that, to the you know, we'll hear. And, of course, we, we're in this information age and we're constantly bombarded with information well, sometimes, you know, you have to learn how to put the right information into action. And with information yeah. being out the, pretty much at our fingertips and, you know, and a lot of times, you know, wrong information gets out and we disseminate that quickly and by the time, you know, you can recover because you can't, you can't call back words, whether they're written or spoken. You just can't call them back. So, you know, you never know whose life you are going to destroy, you know, until you deal with the facts. And that's and that's what uh, I want to talk about when you're dealing with faith is dealing with the facts, not assumptions. When we talk about the fact of God's word, and we and we know that everything that God speaks to us is factual, is true. It doesn't have to be uh, verified. Uh, it's already proven. It's been tested and tried over the centuries. As a matter of fact, not just centuries, but over the millennia. It's <laughs> really. <laughs> it has really been it really has been tested and tried and it has been proven to be true over and over and over again. So so that's what that's what has been my meditation, you know, the pretty much the past three weeks and especially the part about the help and and the mind guarding your mind, not letting fear coming in and taking over your mind and and I just think that, you know, our listeners, especially if you're listening every week, you know, I, I just firmly believe that you, you've been given enough information that you can meditate. And that I like to say chew on because that's what, that's what meditating means. It means to, it literally means to chew the cud. That's what, a, uh, you know, the, some animals do. Mm-hmm. They digest it, and they need it again, they bring it back up, and they chew on it again. That's what meditating God's word is doing. You're basically chewing the cud of the word. And I know that's what it is. And, and, and that's what the word meditate it means in some context. It means to chew the cud. Hmm. And I don't know whether you got it from the, from the country or not, but, you know, we I know you always pass by and you always see these cows chewing on something. What is this cow chewing on? Well, a lot of times it's just chewing on its cud. And what is this cud? Cud is food that has already been digested. He hasn't, and it's still there for his use at a later time. Mm. So he can bring it, 
he can bring it back up and begin to chew on again and still extract more nutrients and everything out of it. Oh, okay. Now I can see how they they relate (laughs) meditation and studying (laughs) to to a you know they said chew on it, chew on the cut. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where they come from. That's where it means to chew on it. You know, and and that's why I said I've been man, I've been chewing on what you know what we've talked about over the past past especially the past three weeks. That that series and most people know that's a brand new series. That's you know, you know that was information, you know straight. Not just it, it had a few notes on it, but a lot of that information was straight from the heart of God. And the Bible says that you have an you have an unction or anointed from the Holy One, and you know all things. Well, that 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 word was anointed, and this it can put you in a position to really really change your life. But you have to learn to put it into action. So where did you? What were some of the main points that you got out of it, Laura? I know we talked about it once before, when I think on the first week that we talked about it, the uh, the righteousness part of it. But what part do you feel impacted you the most out of this? Now, not just this, the past. Oh my goodness! So each time I, I was definitely impacted. You know, the first time about the righteousness, and we talked about you know how melancholy ends with holy, and when you go through yeah. things, it always ends in holiness. And and then the next week we talked about refining and how you know you got to go through some stuff so God can reveal your character, and it and it shows you you know you like that is that me? You know, do I really, am I really like that? You'll show yourself. And then when you go through the fire, it's to make you, you know, you more like him. So you can be more like him and develop all those qualities of being righteous and holy and forgiving and trusting and faithful. And, you know, and then we talked about representation last week and it's like, and we use the analogy, you know, when you, you work for somebody, what you do can damage them. You go out for FedEx and they know you will work for FedEx, and, of course, FedEx's name is going to come up when you do something negatively. And so when you do something as a Christian, then the first thing people say, oh, she's a Christian or he's a Christian and he did that. And so that's how you represent your father. And But on the flip side of that, when you do something good, it's a, when you're doing your best and you're living righteously and, you know, you're consistently the same person all the time and good things are happening to you or when you go through bad things, you seem to go through it without whining and complaining and breaking down. The people are like, I want to know more about what Michael is doing. I want to know more about what Loretta is talking about when she says, you know, she has faith that God's going to see her through this. So. Each way, you either drawing people to God by your representation or you're helping them to turn away from him or giving them an excuse to turn away. So I think those last three weeks, like you said, it was a lot. And, you know, that's just a smidget of what was discussed, you know, my recap. But like I said, go back to the archives. Go, you know, you can always find it and listen to it. And I'd I'd love to hear what people got out of it because, you know, like it's nothing new. And then all the scriptures that you gave to, you know, to really make the point, it was just amazing to me. Amazing. So, like you, I've been thinking about those three weeks, man, all the time. <laughs> I remember them. And see, that's what you want. When, you know, when people go to church and they say, oh, man, we had a good service. Ooh, the pastor was on fire. And I'm like, okay, what did he preach about? Girl, I don't even know. You know, I'm like... <laughs> You've got to remember if it was that good. And so I'm saying, what we talked about was so good, we remember it three weeks later. Yes. 
Well, that is, that is so true, and that's why you know you and and that's what and that's why meditation is so important. I'm not talking about all the transcendental type things and all the things that have mysticism and all the Eastern uh, culture associated with meditation. I'm talking about just simply just turning things over in your mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Get you know get into a you know get into a quiet place or you know and just kind of blocking you know everything out and and just going over it and then allowing while you're going over it allow, allowing allowing the uh, Holy Spirit to to help extract what I like to call the nutrients out of that word that you got you know that's going to and direct those nutrients to certain places in your mind or certain places in your body or certain places in your circumstances. He can show you can think about a certain word. He he can just speak and say, okay, I need you to apply this this way tomorrow when you go to work, and and this is the the result that you'll see if you do it this way. That's what I'm talking about, meditating. You know, not just turning, but also listening. Turning over your mind and your memory, and that's basically what it is, but also allowing the Holy Spirit to work with your imagination to get things done. Because those then, that's what, that's what renewing, that's where renewing the mind comes from. Because as we talked about in past messages about renewing the mind, you know, your, your mind is, is, you know, two major aspects of your mind is your memory and your imagination. And we we talked about that in detail. That's another part in the, uh, in the archives you can go and listen to. But it's, there's a, I was just reading some notes uh, earlier this morning over some things that I got way back in like in 1992 at a management conference, and it's it's some of the same stuff that that I we I talked concerning that, and but while I was reading, it's saying that you know reality in the mind over time becomes reality in hand. So it, it everything begins where. It begins in the mind, and in then the mind. over time, you, time, and and because we are in this earth realm, time is a factor that we have to deal with. That's why you know you have to realize, okay, naturally, I'm 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 in this world, this three dimensional world. Physically, I'm I'm here, so I have to deal with the reality of time. But there's but there's a aspects of time that you don't have to deal with, and that's when you're dealing in the spiritual part or dealing with kingdom principles, then time really doesn't come into play. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I know that's, and I know that's something that you probably have not heard, but it's true. And, and, and it's okay, happened, say that so. again. Say that again for me. Time, okay, say that part again. Reality in the mind over time becomes reality in hand. And 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 that's what you know is talking about, and that's what that whole uh, principle that we talked about in renewing the mind is: attention plus intention equals tension. Attention plus intentions equals tension, or T E N S I O N. And tension is is the thing that causes the mind to change. It causes the mind to stretch, and when when you do that, you start looking to the you look to the future. And you don't base the future on your past. That's how to effectively kick in your imagination. Because what mm-hmm. what, what most people have a tendency to do when, when it comes to um, changing their mind or trying to or dealing with things in their mind, it, it should be a, a progression of it. We, we, we should look at, okay, what has happened, or, okay, no, or what am I dealing with? 
that should be number one. But most people normally go and assess. They try to assess what they're going through. They don't sit down and face the reality of what they're going through. They're trying to go back and figure out why they're going through what they went through. That's not how you do it first. You first sit down and face the reality of what has happened. You understand that that concept, really? See, you know what? This is so timing. <laughs> this is like a rhyme of words. Okay, I'm, I was trying to post this to what you said on Facebook. I'm like, okay, I just need to listen. <laughs> I just need to listen so I can get this because I think this is going to be personal again. <laughs> All right, so, for so, those who just tuned in, I want you to understand um, how how this thing works. Michael is um, so awesome. He's our spiritual personal coach, but he's also the founder of Discipleship International where he he counsels with, he talks um, his, I hate to say clients because there's so much more than that. He talks you through, if you come to him, yeah, he disciples you. He talks you through whatever you're going through so and find out whatever is blocking you from going to the next level or what is keeping you from the fullness of who you are or understanding God's word. So, and he and oftentimes I'm usually, you know, I won't say the victim because I'm, I'm really better for having gone through his talks, but we usually end up using my personal story to help everybody. So just keep tuning in. And if you have a question, like I said, it's open conversation, 347-539-5772, 347-539-5772. And you can call in with your comments, your questions, your concerns, or um, just to say hi, or you enjoy the show, or you wish we talk about this more, something, okay? <laughs> okay, Michael, so hopefully you remember what you were saying. Okay, yes. Yes, yes. before, we were so wonderfully interrupted. And that's what I call a wonderful in, interruption, because it, it's, it's going to set the stage for some more good stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, but, it was, but I, I was mentioning... Uh, uh, a principle that says reality in the mind over time becomes reality in hand, and that can work on either side of the spectrum, whether it's good or bad. So reality in the mind over time becomes reality in hand. Wow, that's so deep. I, I need to post that. Oh, my goodness. A reality in mind. get it right. And over time, and that's the operative part of this whole phrase, over time, or over a span of time, and, 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 you can, and, and you can determine what that time frame is going to be. Reality in mind over time becomes reality in hand. Woo! Is that one of yours, or you read that? I mean, because you you're very no, I know no. This is no, no, no. This is actual. Just a, it's just a different way of saying the the formula that that we talked about in, in renewing the mind, which is attention plus intention. Attention deals with your your present circumstance, plus intention deals on with what you want to do about this present circumstance. When you combine those two, it should create tension or some type of pressure. Either either I'm going to be pressured to stay in this circumstance or I'm going to be pressured to change this circumstance. So tension tension is the thing that causes the mind to change. Tension tension causes anything to change. You put tension over something over a period of time, it's going to either become stronger or it's going to break. 
And, right, and, and so the tension that, changes things. Exactly. So tension changes things. So, so what you want is that what I call that good tension, which is going to bring forth a result, and and that good tension comes from what you are intending to do about your present circumstances, but do not make your intentions based on what has happened in the past. Mm. This is how you truly renew the mind. That's how you truly renovate the mind. Like Just like if I decide to renovate my kitchen, once I go in and, 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 and gut that kitchen now out of that old stuff, it's now time to put in everything that I was have, I have pictured I want this new kitchen to look like. I would be crazy to gut all that stuff out and then go back and put some of that old stuff back in. <laughs> And then I'll come back and tell people, look, how y'all like my new kitchen? I just I just took it out and put it back in so it makes it new. No, it's the same. Thing. <laughs> it's, the same it's the same old thing. Well, that's the same thing that happens in the mind, or rather. You cannot base your future on your past. And and, and, and all this is still talking in, in the realm of faith. That's why when, when God speaks something to you, he doesn't ignore the reality that you're going through because he calls those things that be that as though they, you know, he calls those things that be not as though they are. So God does not ignore your current circumstance. You know, he didn't, he didn't ignore the deadness of uh, Abraham's bodies and the deadness of Sarah's womb when he said, I have made your father of many nations. He didn't, he didn't consider, he didn't put his, he didn't base his intention on the reality of what of their bodies. Mm. When God told Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations, he knew that his body was dead. He knew Sarah's womb was dead. So God God never ignores reality, so so we should not ignore reality. We know he's there. We're just going to overcome that reality with our intentions. That's why he says, I have made you a father of many nations. That was his intention. That was his, that was his intention for Abraham. He just said, well, Abraham, you know your body is dead and Sarah's womb is dead, but, man, I don't know how y'all going to do this, but I'm going to make you a father of many nations. No. You have to choose your words carefully. He just didn't. He just didn't bring it. He just didn't bring the reality. I mean, he just didn't bring the uh, the present circumstance into the equation by speaking words to it and giving further life to it. Because remember, we're we're looking at where we are presently, and then where we want to go, and those two things should create tension or change. And and because most people don't want to go through change, they pretty much negate the equation. They just rather just deal with the reality and just keep their fingers crossed or I've been like this all my life or it's been like this all this way. That's almost like the guy at the uh, when Jesus was talking to the uh the guy at the pool of Bethesda had been there thirty something years sitting on his bed. Waiting for the troubling of the waters for somebody to help them get in. Always had an excuse. When nobody's here, 
put me, Jesus come and asked this man what he wanted, and he came with this excuse. Well, I've been here 30 some years, and every time the angel comes and throws the water, there's, no, there's nobody here to help me get in. I didn't ask you all that. <laughs> Jesus told the man, what do you want? And Jesus grabbed the man by the hand, and guess what? He stood up and walked. And because that happened, he went through persecution. They persecuted this man. Not only did they persecute this man, they persecuted Jesus and his parents. Yeah. So so, so when God comes in and, and that change is caused, don't think everybody's going to be happy about your change. Don't think everybody's going to be happy about your success. And that's what Destinators was talking about, you know, in one of the classes last week, is that the thing that we suffer is persecution. So, so if you can't handle the persecution, then you can't handle God's miracles. There are going to be some people who are going to be glad about your new found way of life. There are some people who are not going to be happy. It was like that when I got saved. There are some people who were like, oh, it's not going to last for long. <laughs> it ain't going to last for long. Well, God mm. proved them wrong. I didn't have to prove them wrong. God proved them wrong. Yeah, well, I, I am so, wrong. so 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 twenty four years into this, my intention on that day twenty four years ago is constantly shaping and changing my future because there's always tension. And you know, when you just from the few years you know me, Loretta, you know the challenges that I've had to face. But that challenge is to me is only a catalyst for change. I don't shrink so away true. from the talent. Never shrink away from the talent. I was just going to say, because, you know, and and speaking, you know, people say, well, I'm going to speak, you know, how God spoke things that were not as though they were. And we're supposed to do that, but people all keep concentrating on how sick they are, how broke they are, how sad they are, how unhappy they are, how lonely they are. And he says, let the weak say, I am sick. Wrong. So he tells exactly. us, don't concentrate on what you see today. Concentrate on, you know, what you want to happen, where you want to be. But we, for some reason, again, we have to keep going back to the word and looking at those examples because we don't have to try to figure out he did it for us. He gave us these instructions. So I just wanted to make that um, example, like what you were saying about um God didn't, he knew the reality of Abraham and Sarah's um, bodies and how old they were and what looked like it would never happen to some people, most people. God made it possible. And so he just said, I will, I have made you. He didn't say, you, you know, he didn't tell you your present situation. He doesn't, he he understands, he sees it. He's not like looking through rose-colored glasses. He just knows the end from the beginning. And again, that's his word, and I was reading that in Isaiah today, 45 and 46 I was reading. So it's all about, you know, of course, thoughts, your thoughts. How, what are you thinking? And when, and then he says, take those thoughts captive. Yes. You know, when you when you start thinking things that are contrary to what God has told you, what he has shown you, what you believe in your spirit that God has promised you, when you start thinking thoughts that are contrary to that, it'll never happen, uh, look where I am now, I don't have the money, how am I going to get there, how is this going to happen? Uh, we've been trying for years to have a baby, we haven't gotten one yet. 
But if God told you you're going to have a baby, even in this day and present time, God can open a closed womb. God can, oh, you know, yeah. he can give sight to blinded eyes, hearing to ears that have not heard. If you believe, though, and if you speak it and just go with it. But for some reason, we like to concentrate on the thing that we don't want the most. So yeah, that and that is so true. So 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 one way that that we can help create or change our minds in situations. Matter of fact, I'm trying to figure out how we even got on this topic, Laura. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> We took an exit somewhere. Oh, we we took an exit somewhere, but is but is trust me, exit me needs. So somebody's needing to hear this. So 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 you got to think. So in order for new for new mindset to happen or a new or let, let's just say a new habit. Say you're just trying to change on you're trying to create a new habit. Well but that's where intention comes in. And and remember attention deals with the present or the reality. Intention deals with the future or mm-hmm. or, or where you want to go. And in that equip when you put those two together, remember that should create tension. And I, I want to keep reiterating this because I want you to actually write it down on paper. So write it down on paper. You actually can, you can see it. And remember, tension is what causes the mind or the circumstance to change. Tension is what causes the mind to change. The mind to change. To change. Or, or or not just the mind. It, it can cause your body to change. It can cause your circumstance to change. It can cause your finances to change. It can it can cause relationships to change. Cause there sometimes in order for for a relationship to develop, you have to have tension. Sometimes sometimes that confrontation is going to be there, but you know, make sure there's rules when that confrontation happens. So do not be afraid of conflict. Do not be afraid of tension. Do not cause these are the things that God uses to effectuate change in our lives. And it and it happened in the early church. They were there in Jerusalem. They were ready to get comfortable. They had created them a a communal system. Everybody sold everything and everybody shared with one another. Well, just imagine if the church had just stayed there in Jerusalem. So God uses a man by the name of Saul at the time to persecute the church. And in doing so, they called people to be scattered out of Jerusalem. They were fleeing from Jerusalem into places of safety, so they were going to other places because he was out. He was sending letters out to all these all these governors and these provinces that they were still under Roman captivity at the time, and he was looking for permission to come in and kill these Christians. But lo and behold, we know for who Saul became. <laughs> so to say, so that's why I said, you know, so that's and and some people probably was and the first thing some people would have did is probably kind of rebuked what God was doing. No, I believe God orchestrated that because guess what? He used the same man that create that caused this that caused this tension in the church, which actually caused mm-hmm. the church to grow, and then turned around and gave this man the ability to write two-thirds of the book that we call the New Testament. The same man that persecuted the church. 
So as I said before, if you can't take the persecution, then you can't take the miracle. And again, I keep going. Every time you say something like that, um, but what about the people who can take the persecution, but they can't handle a miracle? Well, and I there mean, are people out think, there. Well, where you, where you have things, some people, you know, a, a, a true miracle means that it's something that you can you, you something that that was done outside of your natural ability or your mental ability to get it done. And yeah, you know mm-hmm. some other you know, you know a, a higher being or a higher force, as some people like to call, intervene and cause this thing to happen. And, of course, in our instance, we, we call this higher being, we call him Jehovah. Yeah. And when we become Christian, we call him, he's not just our God, he's our father. And when we say, and when we say that he's our father, that means we came out of him. I mean, we put ourselves in the same class as him. That's what the Pharisees were angry about. When Jesus kept calling himself the Son of God, they said he was blaspheming because they were saying that he was making himself equal with God. And he was calling himself mm-hmm. the Son of God. Well, well, I'm a Son of God, so that means that I am equal with God. I mean, I'm in the same class as God. I have the same creative ability. I have the same ability to speak things into existence in my life. But we, have, but, but you have to do it the same with the way that God ordained it, and the primary principle of the kingdom is righteousness. What we talked about, you know, three weeks ago, that is the primary principle, and not just principle, but requirements for the kingdom, it's a righteous life. And, 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 And if you don't want the pressure of being righteous or the persecution of being righteous, as I said, then you can't. You can't have his miracles. And the first miracle in your life is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Well, he saved you from sin and he saved you from yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 if, if you can't, so, so if you can't handle persecution, you can't handle, you can't handle salvation because salvation is a miracle. Being born from above or being born again, that's a miracle. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, so if you, if you can't handle people, you know, pressuring you because of your newfound way of life, then don't accept the salvation. Ooh, because, because, because nobody really, you got to think, Loretta, nobody really likes to be pressured about nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's human nature for us. It's human nature for us just to be comfortable and relaxed. At ease in Zion, as the Bible says. <laughs> but 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 God will always give. You got to think when you think about children of Israel. He will always give them times of war, and then He would give them times of rest. He had to give them times of war so they can know how to drive out the enemy from the land that He promised from them. He had to teach them war, and of course He He came in and intervened and fought a lot of their battles but he still had to teach them the mindset of war or resistance or tension. You can't have the promised land if you don't know how to drive the enemy out of your promised land. Because your promised land is not going to fall out of the sky. Your promised land is already there. It's just somebody's in it that should not be in it. Or it Ooh. hasn't been inhabited yet. Or your promised land has, it's not, has been, hasn't been inhabited yet. Or it's, in, it's uninhabitable. 
But if that's the land that God promised you, then you have to go in there and you have to create change in order for you to possess your land of promise. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm using that from a figurative point of view. Your, your land of promise can be just a thing that he promised you. It doesn't have to be a physical land. If he promised you healing, you're sick in your body. And God spoke to you and said, you know, you know this, this sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God. As he told them, that what Jesus told them. No, this, this, this man was born blind. This man was born blind for the glory of God. This man was lame in order for God's things to be, so God's glory could be manifested. So we, so we, so that's why we should not be quick interject nor the devil into the equation because a lot of times yeah. he's not, he's not even a part of it. So that's, that's where we have to, and, it, and it's all, as I mentioned last week, it's all about conditioning your mind to think a certain way. And, and he gives you the little things, he gives you the little victories so you can, to prepare you for the big victories. So don't minimize those small so so don't minimize those small victories in your life. Like we know I you know, I I just I just, ooh, I used to be really just say say you was bound by just you just wanted sweets. You were just bound by sweets. And you went and got a diagnosis that, you know, you were borderline diabetic. Well, now your reality now your attention or your reality is you're a borderline of being a diabetic. Now, what is your intention going forward? You got to say, I'm going mm-hmm. to be healed. <laughs> well, I'm just going to, you know, well, you know, my mama had it, my daddy had it, now so you're going back to the past. That's why I said your, your intention cannot be based on your past. Your future cannot be based on your past. Your imagination can't be based on your memory. Ooh, say that again. Your imagination cannot be based on your memory. Yes, because your imagination deals takes your imagination takes you into the future. Ooh. Mm. And 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 you can't base your future. You can't. And I said, remember this opposite word. You can't base your future on what happened in the past. Just like when you came into the kingdom, God said, well, you know something, I'm going to have to just get rid of this. Everything that happened in his, in this believer's past, I would not consider it anymore. He never, he never again deals with you based on your past. It's flowing into, as they say, into the sea of forgetfulness. As far as the east is from the west, he said he remembers your sins no more. Mm. So he's now That's giving beautiful. you now he's giving you an opportunity to go in and create. Now like that now it it doesn't negate the reality of what's present before you. Because 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 in your sins you could have you probably you probably manifested some things. You can't ignore that reality. You probably, you know, you probably fathered or mothered children in that. You you can't get rid of the children. They're there. That's your reality. They, that, that's your attention. Now, how do you intend to change your circumstance? 
And like I said, when you put your reality with what you're wanting or where you're going trying to go, it's going to create tension. It's going to put some pressure on your flesh not to create anymore. It's going to put some pressure on your mind not to be uh, subject to the law of poverty, sickness, and disease that came as, as a result of my sinful nature and my sinful life. And God, if, if God's not considering it, why should I consider it? I'm now focusing on where I want to go and where I want to be. And a lot of times, and then I just firmly believe he drops that into your heart. When you're, at, the, at, the, at the moment that you're born again, at the moment of conception that you're born again, I believe he drops that into your heart where he really wants you to be. You just have to listen for it. And I know it happened to me because I did. At the moment I was born again, I knew it was, it, it was an overwhelming sense that I never had to sin again. I would never be subject to the abundance of sin anymore. I can't explain it. I just sensed it. I just knew it. Hadn't read the Bible, hadn't read one scripture. I just knew it. I just knew God did not want me to sin. And that's what I thrived on for a long time. Now, of course, that sensation or that, that feeling been now substantiated with his word and with his Holy Spirit, which makes me even more powerful. But we have to be willing to change. And I would like to say, it's, it's amazing how we, we, we've got on this subject and we're still here. You know, if, if you have a desire to change, if you have a desire to change, then you cannot, you cannot sit back and assess the situation where you are now. Wow. All it's so funny, do. Michael. My phone keeps dropping the call, and you're continuing. I'm <laughs> loving it. I'm loving it. It's dropped twice, but you just keep on teaching. Keep teaching. Keep I'm rolling. missing out on something. <laughs> yeah. Rolling. Okay, so, 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 so my goal is now is to, is to show you how you do that. How do you really effectuate change in your life? Well, first of all, you do not, you don't sit back and, most people, like I said, they sit back and they do an assessment. They go all the way back to their childhood, and they start assessing everything. Well, you know, I'm, I'm in this predicament because of this and because of this person, and I did that, and this happened, and I drank that, and, and I smoked that, and they did this to me, and and my teacher said this to me, and my dad said that to me, and my mama wouldn't do this for me. So we're doing all this assessment. No, that is not what you do. You sit back and you deal with the particulars of where you are now. Deal with, deal with the fact of where you are. Deal with the reality of where you are now. And see, death, death, helps, you, death, helps, you, death helps you to deal with you. You're now dealing with the man in the mirror. <laughs> You're now dealing with those and like I said, it, it, this, now, this is not the time to assess. This is not the time to assess. And the word assess means that, you, that you're drawing conclusions. Mm-hmm. But it's not based on fact. When I say deal with the reality, you're dealing with facts now. You're now dealing with the facts of 
your current predicament. And and nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, it's always going to be based on the fact of the choices that you made. Okay, so now that we know that part, because of course that's it. It's, it's always, it's usually, definitely based on our choices. Exactly. Now from there did. you go. Okay. Now mm-hmm. from from there you 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 begin to deal with your future. Okay. Where do I want to be? This is where I am. Now where do I want to be? You're still not doing an assessment. You're still not drawing any conclusions based on your past experiences or what happened. You still just leave that out of the equation. Let's just deal with what has happened and why am I here. Let's deal with that. And like the nine times out of ten, is going to involve you. Every now and then, it may involve the enemy, and God will reveal that to you if he's involved. But what you normally, but and your next step after that is to deal with your intention or you deal with your future. Okay, ask yourself, you know, what, where, where do I want to be? And don't and don't base it on your past. Don't don't go back to your don't go back to the past. Don't go meditating on the sins of the past. Remember, God forgave you for them. So if he released you from them, I ain't going to need you going back to it dealing with them. Amen. And that's where your <laughs> and, and that's where and, and that's where your imagination kicks in. And most people don't take the time to sit down and be quiet long enough to imagine or to think about where they really want to be. Most of us get stuck in the past and, and can never climb our way out of that hole. Even after God has delivered you from it, you keep going jumping right back into that dark pit again. And we usually do that. And, and we usually do that when we're blaming, we're using scapegoats for where we are. We're, we're trying to see, okay, now, now who can I blame this on? Or who can I put this on? Or what can I put this on? That's not how you change your mind. You change your mind by dealing with the reality. You look at the particulars of your current situation. Look at the particulars of your current situation. And then you say, and from there you say, okay, based on the particulars of my current situation, am I going to choose to stay here and deal with it? So from there you got two choices. Am I going to go back to my past? and start assessing things, am I going to start looking to my future and start changing things? Mm -hmm. So so I'm giving you something to think about. I'm giving you something to do. I'm showing you how to take all that word that you've been imparted the past three weeks, and you've been given enough ammunition, man, to, I mean, to blow your circumstance right out of the water. (laughs) <laughs> I mean to blow it out of the water, but but you got to change your behavior. You got to change your habits, and you can't change your behavior. So your habits, if you don't if you don't change your mind, remember reality in mind over time becomes reality in hand. So 
those new habits are those intentions or your imagination for the future. Okay, right? You know, say say your reality. Wow, you know, I'm stuck here. You know, I, you know, I'm living with you know mom and dad, and you know, I'm dropped out of college. Don't have a job. You know, that's these are the facts that you're you're dealing with. Okay, you can you can sit there and wall in that. You can deal with that fact. And like that, from the from the from the facing of the reality, you 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 have two choices to make: to go forward or to go back. Cause nothing nothing remains constant. You got to be moving into the future, or you or you dwelling in the past. Because if, if say for instance, you your goal is to lose weight, and say you're at say you're at two hundred pounds, and you're you there. That's the reality that's before you. Okay, and you you looked at all the facts of why you are now this this two hundred pounds. You're looking at the particulars. You're dealing with the facts of it. Now your choice is whether you're going to move move go backwards and wall in all that, or you're going to move forward and say, okay, I'm now to within the next three months I would have lost twenty. Within the next two years, I would have been down to I want to be down to one fifty. And like I said, these these are just examples. Mhm. But you got to deal with your future. You got to deal with your future. Used to you not depending on your past to pull you through, not doing the same things you did in the past. Are those like no, questions you, you should ask yourself? No, don't even don't even deal with the past. Okay. Because if you like said to 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 go to the past, you have to take your mind back there. Mm. You can't take your mind okay. forward and backwards at the same time. Ooh. Woo, that was good. Yeah, and if you're in the past and you can't live in the present or the future because you can only live in one at a time. Yeah, but now, but now, 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 for the sake of our conversation today, you know, we we're dealing with yeah. the future as as what you want going forward because you know I have a mm-hmm. you know I have a you know I have a, a concept that says that the future never really happens. You always in person, but we're not talking about that today. <laughs> We're talking about changing your mind. <laughs> I always do that, don't I? I always try to get ahead of the game. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not dealing with that. We're not going to deal with that concept right now because, you know, that has to be. And I think we talked about that, didn't we? I think that was. I, I think, think we talked about that we were going to talk about it. We yeah. talked about that we are going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> No, but we're not dealing with it. But we, 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 we. I guess that conversation never gets talked about. <laughs> okay, Michael. So we we got to make these changes, and it first has to start in the mind. Absolutely, and you have to. Like I said, deal with deal with the reality, but don't go back to the past. And 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 see how hard they used to do. 
Because most people, that's the first thing they do. They start, they start going back to the past and drawing conclusions and making assessments from old past experiences. Can't do that. Let's just deal with the reality. Let's just, just let's deal with the attention. Remember, remember the formula: attention plus intention. And I, I hope if you listen that you've already that you've already written this formula down, and so you can always go back to it. So attention, which can be used and labeled as your presence plus intention for you can deal or no, let's just let's say your you know, your your current state of mind. If I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with the mind right now. Your intention is your imagination of where you want to be. And that formula equals doesn't create it, equals tension or change. Because you can't change dwelling on the past. Constantly going back and assessing what happened in the past. And that's where that's where so many of us are stuck. And we keep wondering twenty years later why we're in the same predicament that we were in twenty years ago. Okay, mm, I missed it again. My phone dropped again. It never drops calls, but I think something's wrong with it. But anyway, I don't even know what I was saying. I'm like, I know Michael's going to continue the conversation. It will not oh, be yeah, a moment pause. Good. I did. Good. Cause it, yeah. And so I missed it. I missed what you were well, saying I was, about. I was doing the same thing. I was just going back to the formula. I just went going back to the formula and making sure that, you know, if you're listening, make sure you're writing that formula down. Attention plus intention equals tension. Make sure you write that down. And matter of fact, it, it could be something that you should always look back to. I do it all the time. I look at it. I look at this formula yeah. all the time. I go back. I've, I've had the same formula in my notes since 1992. Attention plus intention equals change. Attention. Equals tension. Okay, yeah. intention equals change. Yes. Causes change. So, 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 so if you want to start putting synonyms with that, you can put attention equals your your present intentions equals your future. Oh, no, not your future, but your imagination. And that tension equals your future. Mm. That is good. You should post it on Facebook after we finish because I didn't get a chance to write that one down. Or or you, if you want to put you some more synonyms, you can say uh, my... My mind or or my thoughts, my current thoughts plus my imagination equals renewal, which is in your future. Okay, say it again. My current thoughts. My current thoughts. Or, 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 or my current state of mind. My current state of mind. Plus. Plus. My imagination. My, my imagination. imagination. Or, 
or memory or imagination is where you want to be. Uh huh. And that equals renewal, R E N E W A L, renewal. Mm. Or for the future. So, like I said, you can find you can find you can find synonyms to place in there. But the basic equation is attention plus intention equals tension. Mm. Oh, Michael, that's some good stuff. I know I will have to listen to this show so I can get a deeper understanding. Usually I listen, I re-listen to shows because they were so good and I got so much out of them, but I really have to listen to this one so that I can get a better understanding of and, some and, things and, that you're and, saying because it's so deep. And and remember, true true change is not based on your past. It's based on your intention. Hmm. Mm, see, look at you. How are you gonna say that at the end of the show almost? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cause you know, I get a little slow sometimes. You've given me so much for a show that was open conversation. It was supposed to be an easy, easy breezy conversation. It has Don't turned out to one that has really been thought-provoking, thought-provoking, deep, deep thought-provoking. So what did you just yeah. say? So so like a, a prime example of what I just said, say, say, say you just got out of, you just, just had a, just came out of a really bad relationship. And you, you've, you say you've, you've wiped your hands up. I'm just, I'm through with it. I don't have anything to do with it. And then you, you go out and you meet this wonderful young man or young young woman that you think is wild. You know, no, it's a, it's a gift from God. This is just what I needed to, you know, you know, to help, you know, shape my to shape my future. But but in the back of your mind, you keep saying you got your guards up because you're saying I would never let nobody hurt me the way so and so hurt me. Mm. See what you're doing. You're basically see you're you're still making assessment of your past and trying to change your future. It would not happen. Wow, because you're still living in the past. You're bringing the past with yeah. you in that relationship. You're still you're you're still dealing with the past and not dealing with what you want in your future. When what you want in your future that actually stands staring you right in front of your face and you can't even appreciate it. Ooh, oh my goodness. Okay, I think we should. Okay, that is so cool, and that is so cool and cool at the same time because our time is up for today. But I want us to really talk about that next week because relationships is so huge um, all around the world. People are talking about healthy relationships, how do you get there, yeah. not just husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend, but um, parent and child, ch- teacher and oh, yeah. student, yeah. Um, you know, your friends. So I really, uh, maybe we should do do that. We should talk about it. We will, but, but you know, it, it's also going to be based on a study that I did a few years back called Real Legend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's sweet because we have to base it on, you know, biblical principles. So we should talk yeah. about that, but our time is so up. We've gone over, over, and over. So wow. Mile high, yeah, I know. how time flies. When you're having I'm, fun. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Loretta McNary presents Chooses with Michael. As always, we appreciate your time and your um, heartfelt comments that you make um, along the way. <laughs> and we will talk to you next Tuesday, same time. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a great week.